Hello Fields Church, I hope you're well. Um, my name is Sarah and I'm excited to share with you this morning. Um, but before I do, I thought I'd just share about a bit about who I am. Um, so I'm Sarah, I'm married to Stuart and we have two children called Sam and Phoebe who are four and ten. How is he ten? Nearly ten. Anyway, just needed a minute, sorry. Um, so yeah, so Stuart and I used to live in Ipswich and Fields Church is a really big part of our lives and our, our journey. And um, Stu's parents are actually Pastor Richard Nestor, who I think you guys would know. I think they are your pastors. And pretty amazing people who we love dearly as mum and dad, but also as our as our pastors um, and yeah you are blessed with them to, to have them um yeah so Stu and I now live in Norfolk God called us here it's a long journey but we now serve at Soul Church which um is going really well and um we're fi finally getting the keys to our new home in South Norfolk soon so we're excited at the end of this month we're gonna have our new house so that's always exciting um, so yeah, so thanks for having me um, this morning to share with you. I'm excited about what God wants to say um, in these in these few minutes together. So um, yeah, before we do anything, let's pray because that always helps because we want this to be the Lord and not just my crazy. And those of you who know me, I'm you know you'll know. And to everyone that doesn't, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, let's pray. Yeah, Father, I thank you for this precious day. I thank you for these precious people. I just thank you for Fields Church and what you're doing at this church and just who you are. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd be with us in power today. Thank you that you'd speak through me and that you would touch every heart listening, that you would draw people so close to you and that you would do what only you can do with this message, Lord. I pray it be a seed planted that will produce an amazing harvest. I thank you that it's all of you and none of me. Help, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, hopefully you've got your Bibles with you and your notepads and you're ready. It's a shame we're not in the same room, but we're thankful for technology and that we get to, to do this together today. So, first of all, I want to ask you, how are you feeling today? How are you doing um, I appreciate for a lot of people that's a hard question and if you're not doing so good then my thoughts and prayers really go out to you at this time because it's not easy. So before we do anything um, I actually want to take your temperature because I know that at the moment we're talking a lot about physical health. Um, do we have a cough? Do we have a temperature? So I just thought I'd take our temperature this morning just to see how you all are if you're all all right so could you all I need your foreheads um not the rest of you just just your heads so if you could sort of lean in um maybe also the cat if they want theirs I've got my thermometer here so this will be really professional um so just lean in I'm just gonna take your temperature well that's quite scary on the screen um Yeah, no, we're all good. We're all good. Yeah, no, it's fine. And the cat and dog that I saw there as well that wanted theirs done, 
They normally have it done a different way, animals, don't they, at the vets? Anyway, we're all good, so that's good. Um, yeah, so our physical health is something that we're talking a lot about at the moment. Actually, I might just have a drink. Just before... oh, that was so loud. I'm so sorry. Oh, bad start. Not really. Oh, do you like my nail varnish, by the way? I did my nails for you because I was excited to hang out with you today. Um, it's amazing what we get excited about at the moment, isn't it? Coming down the stairs. But anyway, I want to ask you a question after asking about your physical health. How is your temperature? How is your spiritual temperature? And that's kind of, if you like a title like I do with a pretty pen, it would be, how is your spiritual temperature? How are you doing on your relationship with God today? And that's what this whole message is really about. So let's turn in our Bibles to a verse that literally jumped out at me and I've been pondering on because I like that word ponder and it's good to ponder on verses. It's Matthew 24 verse 12 and it says, Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. I think the moment we can see there's a real increase in wickedness all around us. The news is just full of it. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be part of when the Bible says that the love of many, the love of most will grow cold. I don't want to be one of those people. I don't want to be in that group of people that their love for him starts to dwindle. So I think it'd be good to take a spiritual thermometer just today to see where we're at and God's been really speaking to me about this first about like Sarah like what is your spiritual thermometer how where are we at where are you at with me in your love for me right now and I think if I'm honest about where I'm at that helps hopefully is that I've honestly found this really difficult um these lockdowns purely because I feel sometimes that I'm quite flat so it's not like I feel like I don't believe in God, but you can just feel a bit like stuck or that your dreams and everything kind of can come to a bit of a standstill. And I think we miss people and just the craziness as well. Like, you know, we are in a global pandemic, but just like homeschooling. To be honest, doing this message has meant that I can hide and that she has the kid and it's lovely to to be with you and just escape for a bit is that awful i love my kids but homeschooling is really hard and i don't know how you teachers do it i think any teachers right now you just need to do a big clap and pat on your back because you're amazing so yeah um love my kids but home learning and just life and day to day and then the news and caring about people and not seeing people and just wanting people to be okay and seeing the suffering it just it can really affect you and I think it's affected me to like lord like I don't know where to start I've got so much chaos in my brain and actually even preparing this message I was like I just hope that this comes out okay because I feel like my brain is slightly chaotic so I hope this is coming across well and it's not too crazy for you but it's good that we're honest about where we're at sometimes and actually then to think together how we can um stir up again like that relationship with god and those good habits and those good disciplines that are going to draw us closer because 
the Lord knows and he's with us and he understands. So I'm just going to stop there and have another drink if that's all right. Sorry. Okay. I think not meeting regularly as churches has really revealed kind of where we're at. It asks that question, are we in love with Jesus? Is he everything or is it just the love of church? And because we haven't really got church as we know it right now, that really does highlight where we're at in terms of our relationship with him. And I like you, but I want to continue and be in that passionate love for God. So I want you to think for a moment about the time when you first became a Christian. Like when that first kind of like revelation of who Jesus was and what he did for you. Um, I think for me, that was when I was a teenager, I was brought up in a Christian home. But I think being at school and then in my teenage years and then through Fields Church, um, I really became passionate about God, but also about church and helping build the church and wanting lives to be set free and wanted to see everyone I know find Jesus. And yes, yeah, so I just wondered, like, for you what that was like and now for some of us so some of you that might have been a long time ago that you came to know Jesus but for others it might be more recent or it could be right now that you're exploring who God is to you and wherever that's at like just think about you know those moments when you really felt like God was real what did you feel and what did others notice about you did they notice i think people noticed about me i remember leading a girl to the uh, to the lord in the art room and um i'd set up a christian union with a friend and i just like even in the common room i had no confidence through school and then in sick form i just chatted to anyone in the common room we had big chats about jesus and who he was with all the cool girls that wasn't me and just like everyone, I just did not care. I had a new level of passion and confidence for God that made me a new person. I went from a warrior to a warrior just because I knew that God loves me and he made, he made himself real and he, and he just built me into a new person. And, you know, Fields Church was the key place where God did that in my life. And I'm so grateful for that and for the amazing pastors, Richard and Esther, for all of their love and support. So thinking about that first love passion, surely that level for God is just for, you know, the beginning, like any new thing, we get excited about it, we just really get passionate and then over time it becomes more familiar and we kind of lo lose its shine a little bit and surely that's the same, that, that can't be expected to be like that all the time, that this surely has to change and it just be settled, settled kind of love well let's see what the bible says what do we know it's very you know it's all very well for me to say what i think but all that matters really the main thing is what the bible says that is our source of truth so i'm going to read an eek scripture are you ready this is god speaking and this is just like his heart he loves us revelation 2 verse 4 to 5 says but I have this against you. You have abandoned the passionate love you had for me at the beginning. 
Think about how far you have fallen. Repent and do the works of love you did at first. And I'll stop there. You've abandoned that passionate first love that you had for God at the beginning, where you would do those amazing works for him. Those amazing, you know, works where I just stand in the art room and not care and just pray the salvation prayer and just tell anybody about Jesus. Ouch. So that first love that we have for Jesus isn't meant to just be a first love. It's meant to be a daily love, a daily passion for him. And he has that for you and he has that for me. The Bible says he rejoices over us with singing. How beautiful is that thought of how much God loves us. And he's not saying, you need to love me. He's saying, I just love you so much. Don't give up. Seek me. Love me like you always used to. Grow in that love for me. And I'm growing in love with, for you. He loves us so much. And I think God's highlighted this in my life too, of where I'm at in terms of um, kind of the extra worry I guess we have in our day because it can be all consuming, can't it? It can be all consuming of what we've got to do. But these verses, they highlight that there is a direct link between the love of God in our hearts it, between it going cold and the anxiety and worries of this life. There's a link there between the love of God and our hearts growing cold and the anxiety and worries of this life. So what can we do? We've just seen what, what the Bible says. Well, let's look at heaven's prescription for maintaining a good temperature in our lives, a good spiritual temperature, because I'm sure we all want to stay passionately in love with the Lord and want to know how we can draw close again. And so, yeah, so are you ready for your prescription, everyone? I've actually got, I think, I don't know if this helps make me look a little bit more official. Does that make me look more? No, maybe I'm just, okay, maybe. Maybe we'll just cut that out. Yeah. Anyway, you didn't see that, did you? It's fine. Just have a sip of tea. Yeah, I was going to have a drink. Right, I better get back on track now. Heaven's prescri prescription, <laughs> if I can speak, for maintaining a good temperature. Number one, oh, stay hydrated. Okay, so if you had a temperature, one of the things you would do was drink lots of water. And I love this verse, which we're now going to read. Okay, for some reason I haven't got the actual reference, but it's in Mark and it says, Jesus answered, you should know this verse anyway. This is actually, I meant to do that, so you have to look up the verse. It says, Jesus answers and said to her, this is the lady at the well, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, as in this water. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never be thirsty but the water that I will give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up to eternal life. One of my favourite, a song that I love by Darlene Check, it says that he is the well that never runs dry. Jesus is the well that never runs dry. 
So in the morning, Stuart and I have a hot water with lemon. We do it every morning because it's really good to cleanse. Oh, I like that word, cleanse. Probably Miranda word, cleanse. Cleanse, you know, before you start your day, it just makes you feel good. And there's something about just drinking water. So every time we have a drink of water, a great idea would be just to think about God. Think about Jesus as the well of life. Something practical there. If sometimes it's good to tangibly associate something we're doing to remind us to do something for God. So it could be that you drink, drink your morning hot, hot water and that reminds you, I'm just going to ask the ask Jesus, the well of life, to fill me today. Because he says that whoever drinks from him will never go thirsty again. We can do so much in our own strength. We can drink water. We can look after ourselves well. But only Jesus satisfies. And if you're not feeling satisfied, then actually I'd encourage you to, yes, look after yourself well. That's so important. But spend that time with him, allowing him, allowing Jesus to fill you and strengthen you. So there's a practical thing of staying hydrated. Num point number two in our heaven's prescription. So we've got stay hydrated. The second one is thank the HS. I think we've all been clapping for the NHS because of just how amazing they are and what they've been doing and we just appreciate them and if any of you work for the NHS honestly thank you so much and well done for your contribution to helping so many lives you know they are incredible and we we have gratitude in our hearts because of what they do we appreciate them and clapping feels like it's small but it's almost like we've got to do something because we just so appreciate the work for good that is happening but we have a Holy Spirit who is doing work in our lives constantly. He never stops and he is working good on behalf of the Father God in our lives. Day after day, he is leading us into truth. He is giving us his peace, strength, insight, wisdom. He is faithfully working all the time to draw us closer to the Father, to change us into the likeness of his Son. Beautiful Holy Spirit, we need to be so grateful for all that he does. And, you know, actually, there's a lovely verse that says in 2 Corinthians 2 verse 2, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. God is leading us in triumph. We have got so much to be thankful for in God. So clapping for the Holy Spirit, praising him, appreciating him. Praise lifts us as well. It's so powerful. So we've had stay hydrated, allow Jesus to be that well of life. Thank the, the HS, the Holy Spirit. Keep thankful in the midst. Thank God for what he's done in your the testimonies in your life and it will lift you. Put on a garment of praise, the Bible says, for a spirit of heaviness stay thankful and the third point in heaven's prescription is hands face and space so the government has been saying a lot about washing hands oh my word it's become hasn't it just 
yeah, relentless washing hands, but so important and so important that we stick to all that guidance because there's wisdom and there's authority there that we, you know, we listen to. Um, and I think we've all done really well on all of that. I actually love the fact that um, in our hand washing in our house, we say the Lord's Prayer in the 20 seconds and Phoebe, my four year old, now knows the Lord's Prayer. She didn't before. Um, but she now knows it because of washing her hands. So I'm like, isn't that amazing that even in that, you know, she's not afraid. She understands that that's protection and it's powerful. So, yeah, it's important hands, face and space. So what about hands? What does the Bible say about hands? Bringing this heaven's prescription to us today. It says in 1 Timothy 2 verse 8. Therefore, I encourage the men to pray on every occasion and the ladies, that's people, with hands lifted to God in worship, with clean hands, free from frustration or strife. And again, we talked about that earlier about the cares of this world can, can affect our, the, love of, of, the love for God that we have. It can cause it to grow cold. But here... That it's saying that lift your hands to God in worship, clean hearts, free. There's something about lifting hands, you know, lifting your hands is an international symbol of surrender. And saying, I lift my hands to you. Actually, like we're saying the things I hold, the struggles I hold there's a verse that says, cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. One of the meanings of that word cast is the word fling. And when we lift our hands, when we lift our hands, we can take our cares and fling them at God. And instead, our hands are free to praise him, to worship him. And those cares and worries that could then cause our hearts to become cold, we just cast them on him. So let's keep our hands raised to heaven. And in your quiet time in the morning, you've had your water, had your prayer time. Just getting on our knees and lifting our hands before our king. It lifts us so much and it's so important to do that. And it doesn't just say lift your hands or encourage men to pray. On It says on every occasion, not just when things are easy. It's saying every time, every time we can, every occasion. So we've done hands. What about face and space? Let me look at those lovely faces today. Beautiful. Love those faces. We've heard a lot about covering our faces and staying away. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. Another amazing verse. A great verse to be thinking about this week. It says, and I think this is the Passion Translation. We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who reflect, who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We can all draw close to him with no veil, removing the veil from our faces, removing that mask so that we can be like mirrors reflecting his glory. You know, in terms of the earthly government, we are to wash our hands, cover our faces and give people space. But in terms of our relationship with God, this is so important. King Jesus, 
he says, lift your hands to heaven, remove your mask and draw close to God. Leave no space, church. Leave no space between you and your relationship with God. It's like God is our doctor sitting down with us, checking our temperature and saying, things aren't quite right. Let's go back to basics. Let's go back to the foundation, to that first love that you had for me. Don't allow the cares of this world to draw you away, to consume you, turn off the news, read the good news before you read the news, read the Bible, read the word, allow God to be front and centre in your life and and um, leave no space, don't allow anything else to fill that space. Those times with God mean everything right now and let's stay closer than we ever have to him. So I'm going to pray now for us that we would seek God this week, that we would go to him, with, take our masks away, that we would spend time in his presence, cast our cares on him, lift our hands and draw so near, leaving no space because God is with us, church. He loves us and he will bring us through this. This will pass and we will be victorious through it. So let's pray. Father, I just thank you for what you're doing. And even through this time, we don't understand, but we trust you. And we know that our relationship with you is so key, Lord, that you don't want us to carry burdens. You want us to come to you. You say, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. Thank you for rest for everyone watching this right now, for your strength, for your refreshing of the Holy Spirit to know that though they are weak with you, they are strong. And I thank you that you are building your church. Lord, give us a passion again for your church to help build Fields Church and the global church and to do our part and just to keep close to you because you're our anchor, that amazing anchor. And we love you and we thank you and we lift our hands today to you. And we thank you that you're with us and no weapon formed against us shall prosper. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope that's encouraged you. You know, just as I was praying, I just really have on my heart that stay faithful to Fields Church. It's a wonderful church. God is just beginning. There's far more ahead. The best is always ahead. Stay faithful serve get involved even in this season encourage people encourage one another and stay close to jesus he loves you and he's so proud of you lots of love church thank you for listening